1: So, you know, I was flying back early this morning and didn't quite make it to Tampa in time for the Todd Bowles press conference. And my, oh my. <laughs> uh, this whole Devin White thing is kind of gone sideways now in a hurry. And from what I understand, just kind of in reading the comments and, and talking to some of the reporters that were there, exactly the reason we're in this position today with Devin White was demonstrated by Todd Bowles, in my opinion, on the podium on Monday because, once again, he kind of covered for him. He kind of was less than forthright about Devin's role in all of this. And what I mean by that is there's this sort of ambiguity about, oh, he told us on Friday or maybe it was Saturday. There was nothing I could do about it. There was nothing to communicate. All that's not true from what I can gather. And by the way, I reported that Devin White, upon understanding and learning that he was not going to start, okay, yes, he informed them that he didn't feel like he could go. And so it is true that Todd Bowles and the Bucks had no choice but to assume and accept the fact that he's injured, because he is, and they, and they had to make him inactive. That's true. We're talking about timing and motive here, okay? And from what I understand, this whole thing came from the organization, okay, about the fact that K.J. Britt was going to start this game with or without Devin White in uniform. That's that's where you start with this whole story, okay? They made a decision early in the week And Devin would have been well aware of it because he didn't practice on Wednesday when all the install was done. And Wednesday's practice didn't even have helmets. They were just out there doing a glorified walkthrough. But certainly by Thursday and Friday when he did practice and he was a full participant, he would have understood who was getting the starting reps. Okay? They've upgraded every other injury on Saturday. Even as late as Sunday, we found out that Josh Hayes had come, become ill, and he was now out and was not going to play. That was an update they gave us on Sunday before the inactives. But for some reason, and Todd Bowles, it's, it's incredible, just reading his quotes. I've heard the, the videotape, which is bad enough. Um, but just reading his quotes. Devin told me Friday he couldn't play, or Saturday, or Friday he couldn't play. So KJ started. Let me, let me go through this again. Devin told me Friday he couldn't play, or Saturday, or Friday he couldn't play, so KJ started. We don't even have the right day in mind. You think you'd remember something as significant as, I don't know, the guy that's missed two games because of a foot injury that you're starting, Mike Linebacker? No, former Suddenly,
0: starting Mike Linebacker.
1: Huh? Former starting Mike. Linebacker. Former starting. But you, you, you remember that that guy said he couldn't play. Yes. You know, what day was that he told me he couldn't play? And oh, by the way, generally speaking, okay, these decisions are made with consultation from the doctors and the trainers. And then a lot of times, most of the time, if not all the time, the trainers are the ones that run it up the flagpole to the head coach and say, yeah, he's out for this week. He can't go. Not the player. The player is going to give information to the trainer, but then the decision is made medically. But then, when it is made, there's rules about this stuff. Hey, Steve, you remember a couple weeks ago they were playing the Atlanta Falcons, and Bajan Robinson played all of maybe one snap, and then he was gone. He was out of the game, mm-hmm. and it come to find out he had been sick during the week. Yep. And 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 then what happened? The Atlanta Falcons got a little bit of trouble. Because when they came after the game, they said, yeah, he hadn't been, he hadn't been feeling well during the week. And so, we, you know, we had to take him out. The NFL said, well, I don't see him on a no injury report not feeling well. What's the deal with that? You tell me you didn't play a guy because he wasn't, he wasn't able to go. And yet, you've known this for several days and he's not on a report. That's what you can't do in this league. Because we have injury reports that service the gamblers that bet all the money. That's the lifeblood of the NFL. And I have to know who's playing, and as much as you can tell me, that's why we have even a prediction about who's gonna play, which is questionable. Um it used to be probable, questionable, and doubtful and then out. Now it's just questionable, doubtful, out. So they've talked around this thing so many different ways. I'll just walk you through again for those of you who are hearing this for the first time, because we did do it late, late after the game yesterday. Get to the stadium. Inactives are coming out an hour and a half before, and Stacy Dales, who works for the National Football League, NFL Network, it's owned by the league, is on the field, as Sarah Walsh is very often, and some of my other friends from the NFL Network. Now when they're on the field, gathering information, who are they gathering it from? Ah, uh, team officials, maybe, right? Front office personnel, coaches, somebody in the with the ability to know, somebody they can rely on, somebody they trust that will give them the right information so they can go on the NFL's network and broadcast the latest information. Stacy Dales was the first one to say that Devin White was inactive. And you know what her report says, and it's still up there at least it was by like 6 p.m. on Monday evening. It said that Devin White would not play and it was not injury-related. And that was a red flag to everybody. Like, whoa, what happened? Miss curfew? What do you do? i bet a lot of players be inactive for reasons other than injury. It happens all the time. But there's usually a what happened in it so then the information comes back okay because we're checking our sources which are likely her sources and it comes back to us that yeah not playing coach's decision that's the first thing i was told coach's decision still no mention of the injury okay first it was nfl network stacy dales not injury related the second thing was coach's decision we're still not in the injury realm yet. We're still not there. Okay. Go back to Todd Bowles' statement on Monday. Devin told me Friday he couldn't play, or Saturday, or Friday he couldn't play. So KJ started. Like there's a cause and effect here. There was no cause and effect. KJ Britt was starting this game. Whether Devin White showed up with bells on ready to play, KJ Britt was starting this game. Now, Maybe they would have rotated Devin in there. I don't know what his role would have been, but I do know traditionally with only 46 guys dressed, if you're not a starter on defense or offense for that matter, your butt's running down covering kicks because I'm not going to have KJ Britt, whose job has been all year to cover kicks, run down 40 yards, cover a kick, and then run into a game and play defense. Okay? Okay. So there's, there's responsibilities that come with not being the starter if, you're on, if you get a helmet on Sunday. All I know is this, that Stacey Dales, NFL Network, not injury-related. I was told, coach's decision. Finally, it gets back that he's just inactive, and it's because he, he said that he didn't think he could go. Okay, Didn't, didn't believe he could go. And then after the game, Bull says, well, he told us he didn't think he could go, so you'll have to ask him, but I'm sure he'll tell you that it was his foot. I'll have to ask him? Why? I mean, everybody's been asking you guys all day, and we've gotten answers that come from every different walk of life here. No one wants to tell the truth. You know, everything gets back to a few good men, but we'll do that another day. Um. Why the two days? What was it? Friday or Saturday? When did you learn that he wasn't going to, you know, all that stuff. But this is, and this is such an example of why we're here, okay? Because from that podium, now I know who wouldn't do it was Bruce Arians. He's been long gone as head coach. But from that podium, at least for the last two years and maybe longer, they have covered for Devin White. They have failed to hold him accountable for his play, for his loafing, for anything that's gone wrong out there that involved Devin White. And there's been a lot that's gone wrong. Even for his stance in the off season that he wanted $100 million, or, yeah, oh, by the way, I want to be traded. That also was sort of excused. Okay? And they had the meeting and everything, everything. was They sang kumbaya and, you know, he was all in, right? He was never all in, and his play showed it. And this thing is the perfect way to sort of end the Devin White relationship with the Buccaneers. And I'll be honest, Steve, like if you're a coach and there are some enablers over there, um, but, but coach or player, let's say you're a player, more likely a player. You've won three in a row. KJ Britt's been your starting linebacker. He only played six plays, and you know they had to bring in Ryan Neal uh, from safety to play linebacker that one day because he hurt his back. But then he came back, played the last two weeks. You won all three games. Britt plays well. I'm not saying he was Brian Urlacher out there, but he played well, and you won all. The biggest thing is you won all three games. If you're a player, are you trusting that when Devin White goes in there, he knows what the hell he's going to do, or that he's going to give effort? No, and I'm not sure they have
0: for a while. But going right. back to last year when he loafed, right? And everyone, you know, everyone in the world saw it on video. You know, I'm sure that probably wasn't the first time his teammates saw it.
1: No, you know, I mean, what you've reported is the locker room ain't very happy with him. No, they're not. Um, there are players, I'm told. Again, <laughs> you know. I love being in the middle of these things. It's our job to ask the questions and other people answer them. But when they get answered, they get answered this way. Yeah, his teammates really aren't real. There's not really that many Devin White fans in that locker room right now. They're not happy with him. Why would they not be happy when the guy's hurt? You know? You can't be unhappy if somebody's hurt. I mean, the league wants to be hurt. Well, because it's bigger than that, obviously. You know? If this was about an injury, why are we even here? You know, injuries happen all the time. That's the one thing I will agree with what Bull said was, you know, hey, I get reports all the time that guys are hurt. You know, guys get hurt all the time. I mean, he said Josh Hayes got on the bus sick, sick and he couldn't play. Yeah, one thing about that Josh Hayes thing, um, you put out a statement saying that he was sick and was out because his status changed. Okay? Devin White told you on Friday or Saturday he, was, he couldn't go, then that's a status change. That should have been reported to the league, and then the league, you know, through the media, whatever, would have had White change from questionable to out because he told you he's out. I'm out, dude. I'm out, dog. Can't play, can't play, coach. Don't put me in. But that never happened. And it didn't happen because, as Bull claims, that, you know, I didn't have to do anything. I didn't, it didn't have to be communicated because there was nothing to communicate. Yeah, there was. Questionable to out is a it, is it status change. Pretty dramatic one. You know, Chris Godwin was questionable. how do he do? Oh, 10 catches, 155 yards. What if we just decided, you know what, I'm a better, or I'm a fan, and I heard Chris Godwin, he's questionable. Maybe he won't play. I don't know. I mean... They didn't update them, so I'm not going to start them in my fantasy team. Oops, I just lost all my money because I'd have won the Super Bowl in my league. See how this works? The popularity of this sport is based largely, not exclusively, but largely on the ability to gamble and to the point where you got owners invested in FanDuel and other things. But that aside, It's just what's coming from that podium, I shake my head at. I wasn't there. You know, Scott Reynolds tried to, you know, nail him down and others about why, you know, it wasn't communicated and he said what he said. But it's nonsensical. It's just word salad. It means nothing. But but this does mean something, and that is where do we go now? There's still three games left, the most important three games. They have not wrapped up the division title. They're in first place. Um, they have an, an excellent opportunity to be division champs. They could lose to Jacksonville and beat the Saints and Carolina and win the division. They don't have to win all three games. Obviously, if they win all three, they are division champs. But they're going to host the playoff game. That's what's at stake here. And, and they're
0: hosting Jacksonville, and Trevor Lawrence is in the concussion protocol, as that's we learned correct. after we recorded last
1: night. Right, and nice of the Jaguars to say that, Now, what day was that we put him in the concussion protocol? I I think it was, I don't know. Was it Sunday or Monday? It might have been Tuesday. One day this week. No. He got up Monday, and we saw the hit. He's in the concussion protocol. They had to report it. There's no, I didn't have to communicate that. I mean, come on, man. Just don't stand up there and insult our intelligence, because... People in the organization are already telling different stories. So, you know, that's what happens when you try to cover up stuff. It's just, it's dumb at this point. And, you know, I just don't think, I don't know how this ends. But what is, are they going to keep Devin White away from the media for the next three weeks? Are they going to... Make him available to us. Is he going to simply say, look, dude, I don't know what all this is about, but, yo, my foot was killing me, man, and I told them on Friday, or maybe it was Saturday, or, yeah, no, it was Friday. Um, But it's not up to me to report it. It's up to y'all, or it's up to them, or whatever, dude. I just, I didn't feel right. Okay. But is he going to say that? We're going to have a chance to talk to him? Or he's an injured player, so we can't talk to him? Or are you going to put him on the field at all these next three weeks? Don't know, man. I'm guessing really, they're a- not going to put him on the field unless they have to. Uh, that's my guess, too. My guess will be that if K.J. Britt and, and J.J. Russell and any other linebacker with an initial J in it um, is able to go, that they're going to go, you know, and, and Devin won't. Now, the problem is he's going to have to stay on the injury report or – then now you're just benching them. So I assume that we'll see Foot, and not Larry Foot, but Foot, on the injury report next to Devin's name for the rest of the, his career in Tampa. Or now it's Which, out there and it's just a benching. Yeah, true. Maybe we don't have to mention it because we told you. Um, but they're still going to have to do injury reports. It's still required. I don't know what the league's response to this will be. But if you're going to jump the Atlanta Falcons because a dude was sick during the week and didn't play but one play in a game and you got upset about that, what is this? You know? Like, I don't know. It, it just, it's, it's, it's the perfect way to end what's been just a incredible, very high highs and extremely low lows with this guy's career. Like, I'm telling you, man, there wasn't a better player during that Super Bowl run than Devin White on defense. This wasn't, Mm -hmm. you know? Like, his numbers during that time were stupid. You know, he he had as much to do with that run in the Super Bowl as Tom Brady, if not more so. Think about that. Like, seriously, he had as much to do about the Bucs winning the Super Bowl as Tom Brady did. He made the biggest play on defense. The New Orleans Saints have the ball, a seven point lead, and they're across the Bucks forty yard line with a tight end that's running down the field when Devin White strips him. And changes the entire game. You know, and, and right now he's sitting here with sixty nine tackles and two sacks. That's it. I mean, hell, KJ Britt, who's only who's only played two games in a in six snaps, is twenty four tackles. He has a third of them. But I'm telling you, that guy, you know, where is that guy? What happened to that guy? And there's just a whole lot of hubris. There's just a whole lot of stuff, you know, from wanting to be traded to, you know, Wanting $100 million. Just a lot of stuff. And the loafs and the reaction to that. I mean, I don't dislike Devin White at all. I actually I think the dude is engaging. He's always smiling. Um, I think he's coddled a bit, but he's, everybody can see that he's an extraordinary talent. It's not the talent you don't see, everybody sees the talent. But I've never known a player to fall from grace that quickly in terms of just his impact. You know, like what do you think, what are people going to think when you say Devin White is going to be, oh yeah, Super Bowl hero. You know, guy just absolutely was a game wrecker throughout the entire playoffs on the way to the Super Bowl. One of the best linebacker performances you've ever seen. You know, he's at, Romano has his stat. John Romano wrote a column about this in Tampa Bay Times, TampaBay.com, that his tackles per game went from 9.3 in 2020 to 7.5 to 7.2 to 6.2. He had six forced fumbles and nine fumble recoveries in his first four seasons. He's had none this year. He went from averaging six sacks, 17 quarterback kicks, and 10 tackles to loss per year from 20 to 2022 to two sacks, six quarterback hits, and three, three tackles for loss. That's an av- three tackles for loss, that's an average day for Lev- Levante David. He's 33 years old, playing for $4 million. Now, he's been hurt, he played through the groins, you know, the foot, I mean, all that's real. I'm not suggesting it's not. And that's part of the reasons why there's a decline. Um, but, I mean, this is not the season you want on your resume to head to free agency with. The tape is bad. And, you know, I'll always say this, you know, you believe the audio or the video, believe the video. But the audio is no good either. You know, it's just one thing after another. So I don't know where this ends, but I can't imagine that there's many players over there knowing what they're going to get if Devin White is on the field. And for that reason, I think K.J. Britt will continue to start even if Devin White comes in and says his his foot feels great. I don't think it's going to matter. Unless you have an injury and you have to turn to him. What they should have done, and it's all hindsight, is before the trade deadline this year in October, gotten whatever the hell they could have got for him. I don't know you would have gotten much. Maybe a mid-round pick or something. You know the Bears did that with Roquan Smith, who could play, and Roquan went on and finished that year with the Baltimore Ravens, and then in January of, or before or before March of the next year for free agency, he did get a hundred million from the Ravens, but he's worth every dime. But the Bears said, "Screw it, cut our losses." They, it wasn't like they didn't like Roquan. I mean, they drafted the guy; he was a great player, but they knew they had gotten to the end with him, and they're like, "Well." We're not going to have him next year, so we might as well get something for him. That's, that's what the Bucks should have done. They should have done that. They didn't. And I don't know, you know, look, there might not have been a market for him. This is the other thing. I mean, what's Devin White going to be worth? Oh, someone will he, pay him. Somebody will. There's too, much, somebody, there's too much talent there. Yeah, they'll think they can turn him around, and he'll be motivated, and, you know. hmm Put on the charm, and I mean, he's not going to get the hundred million Roquan got. No, but he'll get paid, I guess. Or maybe he'll be, you know, even Quan Alexander got paid, mm-hmm. and Quan was coming off a torn ACL. So yeah, you're right. As beauty's in the eye of the beholder, it takes one team, and there'll be somebody who will say, "Hey, if we get that 2020 Devin White, he could put us over the top." We can even just get halfway to 2020 Devin White, right? Yeah. So I I hate, you. listen, there's nothing I hate worse because I've been around these guys. And let me just tell you, one day I'll talk about this extensively or maybe write about it. The National Football League is an unbelievable opportunity for for people who who are fortunate enough to be part of it. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's a brutal game. And it changes a lot of these lives because of the violence of the sport and the physicality of the sport and just we all are well aware of the head injuries and concussions and things like this. Um, so I want every player, I mean this, I want every player to get every dime they can suck out of this league. I do. Because I think they they, they put their lives, not their bodies, but their entire lives, right? Their futures, their kids' futures, their families, everything on the line every Sunday. And no one's making them do it. This is their dream. They're paid, they're, they're paid well to do it. I'm not holding a telethon here. But when a guy says he's hurt, I'm like the last person to say, yeah, you're kind of sorry. Or yeah, I don't know. No. No player, because in football, more than any other sport, I saw it happen with my son in youth league. From the time you put on a helmet and shoulder pads, what you learn about football is this. Brad Johnson taught me this years ago because I didn't play football. I was a baseball player. My son played. And he said, Rick, guys in football get their jobs one of two ways. The guy in front of him got hurt or the guy in front of him didn't play well. And you took a rep. You got in there and you got an opportunity and you made the best of it. And most of the time it's because the guy got hurt. So you don't want to give up any reps. And I've known all pros that wouldn't take a playoff in practice for that reason. They didn't want to. Either. Hey, man, you're an all pro. Come on out. Let let our new draft pick get in there and take some. Nope. Mm-mm. No. Because uh-uh. that's how I got here. That's how I got my job. I I, I didn't feel good one day. And, or the guy in front of me didn't feel good. I got to come in there, and I'm, I've been playing ever since. Haven't missed a snap. So nobody, I, I'm the last person that's going to say, you know, he's not really hurt, or, you know, he's not worth the money. No, I, I want Devin White, I, I'd love for Devin White to get every dime he thinks he's worth, because it's not my money. Of course, eventually it's the people that buy the tickets money, but whatever. Most of it comes from TV. So, but, like, it just comes a point we're from an organizational situation. Your team has won three in a row. And they were dead. Let's be honest. They, were, they had lost, what, six out of seven games after a 3 and one start. Six out of seven. And they were four and seven. They were done. One more loss, done. Put a toe tag on them. Like, they're out. Go into Atlanta. Well, first they host Carolina and they, they win that game somehow. Wasn't pretty but they, they beat Carolina. Then they go to Atlanta. Atlanta does Falcon's Falcon and they turn the ball over and the Bucks pull it out. And I mean pull it out. Somehow get out of there with a win. And then they go to Green Bay where nobody thought they could win, although I did pick them by the way. If you listen to the Insider Show on Sunday. And They take Joe Barry. Joe Barry is fighting for his job every day now in Green Bay. Like, they thought he was going to get fired after yesterday's game. And quite frankly, they would have been well-warranted to do it. And I love Joe Barry and his father-in-law, Rob Marinelli, and I've known those guys forever. But they destroyed him. You know, Baker Mayfield, career day. Perfect first quarterback to go into Lambeau and have a perfect rating. First quarterback ever, man. Stallback, Aikman, Young. Montana. I believe I saw he's only the second quarterback to
0: do it. There, Aaron Rodgers did it once. Yeah, yeah, that's correct.
1: Like Green Bay themselves, Brett Favre never had that. Yeah, he never did it. Yeah, you know, and he, how long did he played forever? So, yeah, I mean, that's how rare it was. Like he, he was phenomenal. So, like that should be the talk. And I'm not saying we haven't written those stories. We did, but that should all that's being talked about should be that. But instead, okay, instead you have this, because the messaging, again, from the podium was bad. And everything we've heard, there's something different. Going back to Stacey Dale's first report, who works for the National Football League. So, then go back a couple of weeks, it was Chris Godwin. Like, you guys, they should be celebrating this incredible run that they're on that could end up a third straight division title, and maybe six in a row to end the year. And instead, we're talking about a guy that's not playing. You know, it's so, I don't know, buck-like of late. And and it starts with the head guy. It does. I mean, like, you know, Todd is Todd, and that's fine. Um, He's a former player. I don't think he likes to call out players publicly because he was one himself. He knows how that feels. Although I doubt that who he played, I don't know if he played for Joe Gibbs. I, 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 don't, I doubt that many of his coaches did it either. But he probably appreciated that as a player. Now, behind closed doors, I'm told, and I've, I've, he's told me and others have told me, that he holds everybody accountable that in, in the most personal way imaginable, in front of the group, in front of everyone. But publicly, on the podium, he's not one to criticize players. You know, specifically, individually, it's a we thing. We got to coach better. We got to play better. You know, we had a bust. Who was it? Doesn't matter. None ya. <laughs> you know, so that's just his approach. That's fine. He's got to be him. Um, we don't have to like it. But by the same token, if that leads to what we have here with Devin White, then you got to be responsible for that because you're just enabling bad messaging, and for players not to be held accountable, at least in the public domain. So somebody asked me on Twitter, like, what, what's, real Buck fans don't even care about this. Why is this news? Why don't you just go just write something? Well, no, because it, it is news. And you can't tell me a former first-round pick, the fifth overall pick in the draft, that led a team to a Super Bowl and was its best player isn't a story even, even having to watch it crumble in front of your eyes. You know, it's like a Greek tragedy, but it is a story. It is news. And I can tell you it's news just by the number of people that are reading the story. Um, I don't know. It, it's, it's disappointing. I'm not sure anything will change. We'll have a chance to talk to Todd again on Wednesday. We'll see if Devin's out there. Maybe Devin will say something. You know, he's faced the music before. Uh, and I hate, 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 hate to tell you that the dude ain't hurt because I know he is. I know his foot's not right. I know it's messed up. But what's more messed up is that you can't communicate what I've been told is true, which is he was ready to go, questionable, but going to go, full participant, Thursday and Friday. And sometime after Friday, sometime, once he was aware, and he had been aware that he wasn't starting, told them he couldn't go. And so, you know, from a team standpoint, you can't say, well, the guy's j- jaking it. He, of course, he's not injured. Well, no, he is. He's on their injury report. He's questionable. Like he hadn't played for two weeks. Of course, he's injured. You can't question the guy's injury. Well, that's why they felt like they were in a, an impossible situation. But I don't know, this whole notion of not knowing what day came to you. And then even if he did say that exactly as you said it, it's got to be reported or supposed to be reported. There's no, I don't know the penalty of law, but I'm just saying, like that's the etiquette, and and teams get fined often, um, you know, when they don't disclose an injury or don't disclose it properly, you know. So that that's why we're getting updates that Josh Hayes was sick on a bus. I don't need to know that. He's Josh Hayes. Can't we just let that one go? Nope. Nope. We can't. Got to tell us. Dem the rules, so anyway, we'll figure out um what goes on the rest of the week, but uh i don't I, if I'm a player and he has to, and that guy plays, if he goes into the huddle with me, as great as he's been in his career, if he goes in the huddle with me, what I don't know is this: even if the doctors say he's healthy to play, I don't know that I can trust that he's prepared that he's not going to run to the wrong gap, that he's not going to blow a coverage, that he's just going to be out there. He's going to know what to do. I don't know that he will be. Because we've been on this run, and I've come to trust KJ Britt to be in the right place at the right time, get it communicated, get us lined up, all that stuff. And we won three in a row. Now when Devin comes in, if it isn't good, if something slips, I got a problem because now you've messed with the whole sort of winning formula. You know, and KJ Britt doesn't have the talent that Devin White has. He doesn't. Runs like a four seven forty. You know, but he's a football player. He's all ball, all ball, all the time. And he's out there. You know, at least you know where you're gonna get what you're gonna get. He's gonna be in the right place. You know, again, not the most athletic splash player, all that, but you know what you're getting, and he can play winning football for you. Would you rather have that, or you want to roll the dice with with Get Live? You know, and I just don't know. I, I, if I'm a player, I'm looking sideways. Like I'm, was and what is Levante David thinking? Again, like all this stuff, I don't know, man. That guy's out there with a bad groin at 33, playing for four million dollars, playing his heart out. You know, ten years, a hundred tackles or more, whatever it's been, Hall of Fame like numbers, but you know. I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of tired of the story. To be honest with you, but I just wanted everybody to know what you're hearing is not what we were told. Like we were told these things. Okay, I didn't dream. I didn't wake up saying, "Did I? Did I imagine that coach's decision is what it, this is, or did I imagine that Stacy Dale said it wasn't injury related?" Was that went back and checked? the Tweet still up? Was still up yesterday or when you're hearing this? So we'll see. All right, well, will got more to talk about here in just a second, but uh, we'll wrap it up. But first, I want to remind you guys that for the past 14 years, you know the skilled pros of May Electric Solar. They sponsor this podcast. They've been installing solar energy systems now in Florida for quite a while, and they provide the most reliable solar equipment, the best installation methods and service, while helping homeowners cut energy costs with an environmentally friendly investment. Well, May Electric Solar uses their own skilled employees. You know this. No, for some contractors. They've always offered the safest and most reliable equipment. Well, now May Electric Solar offers a 30-year no-cost equipment replacement and labor warranty. That means for 30 years, May Electric Solar, backed by Solar Insure, means that your roof, your electrical and equipment replacement is all covered. Solar Insure even survives May Electric Solar and is owned by the homeowner with no deductibles or additional fees. This policy will transfer to new homeowners with no fee. It's not a blanket insurance policy. In fact, only the best contractors are allowed to be part of this program, and we know that May Electric Solar's reputation and history of workmanship has earned them this membership. To learn more about May Electric Solar's installation and their 30-year warranty, call 727-819-2862 or visit mayelectricsolar.com. Well, it's not all the Buccaneers. We still have the Tampa Bay Lightning in action. They're going to be at Amelie Arena back home again playing the St. Louis Blues. You can have a blue Christmas if you want to go see those guys in action at Amelie. And tomorrow, make you check your calendars, wake the kids, call the neighbors. Matt Baker, our college football writer with the Tampa Bay Times and on com, is going to check in with us and tell us why this is the biggest week. In the entire life of Billy Napier. <laughs> he's had a lot of those lately, I think. Um, but we'll have all kinds of college football talk. You know, I don't think we've gotten with him since, I don't know, the Heisman Trophy or some of the conference championships. I'm not sure. But uh, we'll set up what's uh, going to be an exciting bowl season. This is bowl games. We're going bowling already, right? USF no, playing soon? USF Thursday in the Boca Raton Bowl. Yeah, baby.
0: Gasparilla Bowls Friday here at Raymond James Stadium. Mm-hmm. And then Should next week, you? next week we start getting the bigger bowls. Uh, uh, Gasparilla Bowl is UCF and
1: is uh, it Georgia Tech? Oh, okay, the Remlin Rec? Yeah, I know those tickets are going like hotcakes down in uh, Boca Raton. I guess USF's buying a bunch of tickets. Yeah, now. they've uh, sold out
0: their allotment. Now they have more tickets to sell. So beautiful. A lot of fan. A lot of South Florida fans will be down
1: there in South beautiful. Florida. There you go. Yeah, in the real South Florida, not not the misnomer that is Central Florida. That they're really South Florida is very confusing ge- geographically. Um, but anyway, yeah, so lots going on with the bowl season. I like bowl season. I like being able to come home, turn on some Christmas music, a little TV, watch games that I would normally not watch, but get to learn stuff about college football players. Some college football players, did I see where uh, LSU's quarterback is not going to play in the Relag Quest? I believe that's correct. Yeah, you're seeing lots of that now happen all over.
0: Yeah. Florida State. And I can't uh, blame the running back at Florida State's declared for the draft. He's not going to
1: play. Yeah, um, you're starting to see that all over. Can't you know. blame him. There's been players hurt, you know, in those bowl games, and nope. it's just certainly affected them. No, I it was it a look, tight end from uh, Michigan. He's the the most one that comes to mind. Jake Booty, Jake Butts, or Jake Butt. Yeah, Jay Booty is his uh, Twitter handle. But yeah, Jake <laughs> <Jay Butt>. Booty. <laughs> That's right, Jake Butt. Yeah, he he blew out a knee uh, in a bowl game, and that mm-hmm. was that was tragic. So yeah, I don't I can't fault these guys especially with what's at stake. I mean but, um, the, the
0: real I mean outside the the playoff and, yeah. and the semifinals and that. Bowl games are a reward for the teams. Mhm. But most importantly for coaches and young players, it's about next year. It it's sure about it is. 3 weeks of extra practices. That's there where you go. All of our freshmen and sophomores are getting the reps and there you The go. seniors that are going to play, they'll get a few, but really we're we're pushing them out already. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. You know, this is about preparing for next year, which is why teams that are building, it's so important to make a bowl. For Alex Golish to make a bowl game this year, huge. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's getting extra practice time with all those young guys, and, you know, this being the first year in the system, that's huge for Alex. You Mm -hmm. know, Billy Napier missing a bowl game, that's bad. uh, Equally bad, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's why, you know, the bowl games, you know, players opting out, I don't blame them no like if if your if your time at the university is basically done, whether you're out of eligibility or you're going pro or or you want to transfer whatever it is i don't blame you for for sitting out right and and fans that get upset at that i I just don't understand it
1: i mean well, they don't have anything at stake they're not mm-hmm. stakeholders, you know the teammates understand it too, and I'm sure they like to you know that's the hardest part is you're not there with your boys, but they get it you know if they were in that position, you got to do what's best for your yourself and your family and your career um and this this is not a you know this is a it's not a contact sport it's a collision sport and people get hurt and it can affect your value and like i said you only have so many years to play it's a brutal game it really is and that's why i i hate that you know we're talking about an injury with devin white and all of that but like um i don't know there just needs to be more transparency more accountability this is where this has all gone kind of sideways uh, and you know at some point it's got to be straightened out but he I know this Devin White won't be here next year you know he'll be someplace but he won't be in Tampa they're not going to try to resign him um, no one's told me that specifically but we all know it you know you don't have to tell me Christmas is December the 25th but you know I know it because I've been alive. Uh, So, you know, Devin White, they'll have have a different linebacker anyway. And if you're on this run, I'm not sure I want to mess with the formula. You know, cake is pretty good. I'm not going to change the ingredients now. It's incredible to me. Like, there's so much Baker Mayfield love. We'll kind of leave on this one. But, like, two weeks ago, and and I wrote that for the last – previous two weeks you know he was 48.3 percent both games not not exactly great had the great drive at the end of the game in Atlanta um and I think Baker's been very good but he was as good as any quarterback and he's up for you know he'll be up for player of the week and there's some good performances out there including uh San Francisco uh with Brock Purdy but you know this is this has been Baker's moment like this is his moment man like this is why he came here um, you know, SI did a story on him. Um, I know he's been on ESPN and other things. Like the people are like waking up and going, How about this dude? How about this dude with his fourth team in seventeen months making it work, getting the Bucks back to the playoffs, one of the you know, the better quarterbacks, certainly the best free agent quarterback that's delivered anyway. Um, you know, we'll see what happens ultimately with Derek Carr. And that's gonna be quite a showdown. There's some big games in December. That's when you want to be playing your best football and the Bucks are. So and and also Dave Canales is another story that you know people are just waking up to. I saw NFL Network did a big thing uh, with him and and Ian Rappaport and others talking about, you know, there were two big signings in Tampa. You know, one was take a chance on a, on a guy that hadn't called play since Carson High School from Seattle, been with Pete Carroll sixteen years. No one else wanted the job. He said yes. And you ask him why he said yes, he goes, because you never turned down the first chance to be an, op- to be an offensive coordinator. So he said yes. And the other one is Baker Mayfield. And those two have transformed uh, this team, this offense, into a potent attack and have got the Bucks on track to win a third straight title. When, you know, I mean, Baker's numbers right now, you know, you know who, who they're better than? Uh, that'd be the GOAT. The Brady-ness himself. They're better right now than Tom Brady's was at this point a year ago. And no one had a problem with Brady in the way he played. So, you know, he could wind up 30 touchdowns and 10 interceptions or 9. And if he doesn't throw any, he'd be like 8 interceptions in these last three games. And the dude's going to throw for 4,000 yards on top of it. So pretty darn good year for a four million dollar a year quarterback free agent that you know had been passed around like a bottle down south and nobody really cared um that's that's the story okay not all this other stuff unfortunately but that's really uh should be the focus and it is it's getting attention but um there's a distraction okay thanks for listening again we'll be back tomorrow with Matt Baker of the Tampa Bay Times talk some college football and it'll be one of our best shows of the week as it always is for Steve Versnick, I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. Have a great day, everybody.